Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Issaquina. That would be a little weird. Wouldn't wouldn't quite know what to do with that. And then around Sharky. It is in Sharky County. Yes, indeed. Just there down the road from Anguilla, one of the the many places that Brian Haydad has played the football. There you go. Never won there, but you know, it'll be all right. Uh Brew Queen. Can we I do a brew it's queen? A, it's a brewer. Would be it's a brewer. It's a brewer. My word. Yeah. All right. I want to let you guys know that on Thursday, July 13th, uh, Strange Brew Coffee House at all three of their locations, Starkville, Tupelo, and Tuscaloosa, will be donating 15% of their sales to the Palmer Home. That's the day of our Palmer Home Radiothon. I certainly would like to encourage all of you guys to uh, to donate if you can. I'll certainly, and I will tweet out a link to that on Thursday morning. But if you want to just make it really easy and, and, and make a, a small contribution, head over to Strange Brew Coffee House and buy a coffee that day. 15% of all your sales goes back to the Palmer home. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is for you, for your family, for the house, the car, the tailgate, if it's Mississippi State, they've got you at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, followed by the Half Shell. And, of course, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Depending on what time of the day you listen to this, if you're a lunchtime listener, Robbie Falk and I might be at restaurant time. So that's where we're mm-hmm. headed for lunch on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. And why? Because it's the best blue plate in the city of Starkville. Maybe one of the best in the state of Mississippi. Great meats, great vegetable choices. And the only cornbread that Brian Haydad likes to eat, the sweet potato, the famous sweet potato cornbread. At restaurant Tyler. Great lunch, great dinner, the best Sunday brunch in the city of Starville. It's all right for you right there at restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations ready to serve you in the central Mississippi area. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and open an account today that will serve you into the future. When you want to talk to somebody about a loan, you want to talk to the people in your community, not some corporate bank that you don't know anybody. You want to talk to the people you go to church with, that you eat lunch with, that you that you see every day. They know you, and they know what kind of person you are. You want them helping you out with your financial decisions. Give uh, Priority One Bank a chance to earn your business, and you will never look back. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. 
Our priority is the rumblings today. We're going to jump right into some great questions here. And we'll start with uh, Colton Watson. who said, last week, Robbie, he ate at Woods at Lake Teocata with you two. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did Colton Watson eat at Lake Teocata and not introduce himself to us? Oh, my gosh. Did, were, you were there and didn't come by and say hello and speak and... Why do people do this, bro? Why? Would, why, why, would, why? No, I, I hate to get I hate to get angry at Colton again because we've, we've already been down this road. We we had gotten over that. I'm we legitimately gotten over argument. It really is crazy that he was sitting somewhere in the same vicinity of, of us in a had small room, twenty feet of us at, 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 at worst, and in a small room. Hi. What, what was he doing? Sitting Ryan, in a corner somewhere? Robbie, I'm Colton Watson. Come on, man. Come on. All right. Let's Did your parents not teach you some manners, Colton? Todd. Let's just go back to the question. He ate at Woods, he ate at Lake Teocata, and then he ate at the Market Cafe back-to-back-to-back days. Robbie, is he an honor, honorary Lewis villain? Yes. He's hit all the spots. Yeah. Woods used to be a a um, gas station. Mm-hmm. It's a it's probably two hundred yards away from my where my dad used to preach when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And my dad would go in there every single day and drink coffee before church uh, before before he went to the church and um, suck in cigarette smoke secondhand from everybody else's. It's a wonder that he doesn't have lung cancer or something at this point. But they've since converted that. I know the Woods family very well, great people. They've owned that store for a long time. And I think the family has converted that into a small restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really good. Um, and then Market Cafe, I cannot suggest that enough. Johnny Wooten, the chef over there, he's amazing. Their food's great. Lake Teocata, we know all about them. So you've you've hit three of the best. Now you need to go to um, KJ's Diner mm-hmm. and Carnell's. They're they're actually not very far apart from each other. They got some good food. You need right. to go to both of those places. Make it happen, Colton. And you know, if you see somebody you know in there, speak to them. Say hello. Uh, I'm I'm very disappointed in this. I was nervous for a second. I was going to be like, did he speak to us and I just don't remember it? And you're going to be like, hey, Dad, he, he stood right there. But no, I'm glad to know that I'm not wrong and that he, he, he did not speak. He did not. All right. All right. We'll move on. One more question from Colton. Could a possible reason for Lamonis and company wanting to keep portal commitments quiet be to keep MLB teams from offering draft-eligible commits bigger money? I don't think MLB teams operate that way. I don't think they're concerned with who's committed to whom. They're going to make their their decisions and, and just go with them. So it's I kind of like, do. I kind of do. You think they're going to find out? Okay, this kid is committed to so and so. I mean, like state well, if it, had that well, kid who was committed and uh, who I forget what his name Bill Bill Knight Bill Knight, Bill Knight. and yeah. he ended up getting. I, I don't think it matters. I think it's part of the play. I think it's uh, it's it, recruits use it sometimes. To um, to, to help their to help their uh, leverage. Mm-hmm. So if a kid says, you know, I could always go to Mississippi State instead of going to um, the draft, they could get some more money out of that. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I think that could be part of it. I think 
which I don't think anybody's committed to Mississippi State privately right now. By the way, mm-hmm. I do. Johnny Long was was committed to Mississippi State privately or had not announced it or whatever. That's the only guy that I know has been a private commit to Mississippi State. So I don't, I don't think there's just like five guys right now that are committed. Mm-hmm. But I could see that. I don't, you know, it doesn't really play in the to this situation with Mississippi State. But I could see that being a thing, okay. like a like a coach trying to keep them on the down low. So mm-hmm. maybe it would, like, it wouldn't boost their draft stock. I guess. I got you. All right. Uh, Shelby Beach, what are your favorite misheard lyrics from a song? Mine would be 83% of the song Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. I doubt Eddie Vedder knows all the words. (laughs) He he knows them. We just don't. Yeah, we don't know them. He's not telling us either. So even even flows on that I, list too. I know a great story about Robbie and some misheard <clears throat> lyrics, but I won't tell it here on the air. Well, you you've had one too, so I don't want to hear it. I did. I did have one. Yeah, that's a good point. We both had one. Yeah, I feel like you're. Mama's worse. Yeah, Mama's worse. A little bit worse. Is there another one though that's like I didn't realize that's what they're saying? Uh. I can't think of one off the top yeah. of my head. I mean, it's I know it's happened. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if I don't ask me about it, I'm just singing the song. I might screw it up. But if you yeah, there's been times where I'm like, I figured out what the what the lyric was, and I was yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rank the following underrated actors: Bill Paxton, Robert Duvall, Tommy Lee Jones, and Dennis Quaid. But Robert Duvall is not underrated. The guy's won an Academy Award. He's a great actor. I mean, he was in Godfather and in the Lonesome Dove. Yeah, he's Lonesome Dove. Uh, he's been in a ton of movies. He's in Apocalypse Now. Or is that, that's not right, is it? Yes, he is. He is in Apocalypse yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he in is. all his movies. Yeah. Um, is Tommy Lee Jones? I don't know if Tommy Lee Jones is under. I don't know that any of these guys are really under. Just, just for the sake of this group, it's, it's probably Robert Duvall, Tommy Lee Jones, Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. And Bill Paxton was in Tombstone mm-hmm. and Twister. Mm-hmm. Was another big time movie he did. He's in True Lies. Okay. He's in um he's in Aliens. He's he in, is uh, in Aliens. He's he's in a ton of movies. He's in uh is he in Predator? No, he's not in he's in the second Predator. He's in Predator too. We don't we don't want to go there with that. That don't count. Not okay. Not terrible movie. Bill Paxton in True Lies. I hope, I hope Ryan Nelson is listening right this second. I'm not going to say the quote, but he has one of my favorite quotes in the history of cinema, talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger about Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in, in that movie. So I will. I have to tell you off the air what that quote is. But Dennis Quaid has started doing like inspirational movies. Oh, okay. Like uh, Christian movies. Dennis Quaid is one of the best actors to play athletes. You'll ever see. All right. Great in the rookie. Totally believable. Looked like a pitcher. And then I thought as uh as Cap in any given Sunday, he, yeah. looked, he just looked like an NFL veteran quarterback. He's left-handed. It was the only thing that was a little off. But yeah. then the ball just flew out of his hand. I was like, that looks like a quarterback threw that ball. Yeah, I like Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's a good actor. All right. Um uh, 
Do you think Mullen returns for a 2014 homecoming reunion next year? If no. so, would the boos outnumber the cheers? Do you think that would change for a 20-year reunion, 2034? I don't think they'll do a 10-year reunion. First off, what do we do? You're doing a reunion of. I understand they went to number one, but it's like, you know, it's kind of how you finish, right? Yeah, but it is like you're the first team to ever go to number one. Yeah. Like, I think that you have to wait until all of those players that are in the NFL are retired. You can't go next year because you want Dak there. Right. So you're going to have to wait till 2034. I would say in 2034, what, it's, it's, it's an easy fix. It's so easy to fix, right? Mullen stands right next to Dak. And yeah. so they introduce Dak. And then they introduce Mullen, and there's no way it goes from cheers to booze. I don't think that he's going to get a bunch of booze. Like I think at that point, think, people. Are, you're right. Yeah, I think people are going to realize. You know what? What he did here was pretty great. Yeah, I think it's at that point. Yeah, I agree. All right, last one here from uh, Shelby. Is the name of the band live pronounced like the adjective or the verb? Well, I just told you. Yes. Uh, I've always thought it was the adjective, but the extra day, Alexa, the other day, Alexa said it like the verb, and I've been questioning my childhood since. The English language strikes again. Also, throwing copper should be in discussion for best album of the nineties. Agreed. Uh, it is definitely live. Yes. All right. Uh, Alexa is wrong. Alexa, you're wrong, Alexa. Willie Dizzle asks, "Would you rather be ste- speared by Goldberg while eating a foot long chili cheese coney?" Mm. Or have to eat a dozen hot tamales while in Lex Luger's torture rack. It's well, the I mean, tamales. It's the tamale. First off, everything I've ever heard about Goldberg is he would legitimately hurt me. All right, Bret Hart would tell you. Yeah. And so I'm going to torture rack, and I'll try to eat the. I'll try to hold on to tamales. We, whenever I was in like fifth grade, you know, like everybody in that era watched wrestling. So yeah. like you know it would show up like like people wearing sting mask yeah doing suck it at yeah. recess and get to the office yeah we had a guy we had a guy in my class his name was Kyle Dickerson and I think he's now a registered nurse um I think I don't know I don't want to be wrong with that but great guy Kyle's one of my good friends mm-hmm. and he we would stand in line at recess and he'd give everyone a torture rack if you like are- he. If you are under the age, if you are 45 or under, and you haven't been tortured racked, between like 30 and 45, if you haven't been torture racked, you don't really have friends. Yeah. Kyle was like, Kyle was like you as an offensive lineman. He was our center on the mm-hmm. football team. And so he was, at a young age, he was stronger than most of us mm-hmm. just by default. And he would literally pick, we would stand in line. He would literally pick us all up and get like, all right, well, Jessica's getting a torture rack. Okay, get, get Jessica. Now here's Jimmy. Jimmy, get the get the torture rack. And we would all stand They're in torched. line. Yes. I have torture well, racked I'm a, I will, I'll I have never you. been torture racked, but I have torture racked somebody. I'll buy you some warheads, Cal. There you go. There you go. You're warheads? Yes. Who, who can forget those things? Yeah. Those are great. Ah, uh, Cameron Worm, if you were a college athlete, what would your Big dream worm? NIL deal be? Worm. Big Worm. Big worm, big perm. I feel like we don't see big worm very often anymore. No, he didn't come around as much. No. What would be your dream nil deal? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my my dream would be like a one million dollar deal. Can can, you, can I get a one million dollar? I think NIL it's more deal? like what company would you like to have it with? I know, but if we're if we're asking I that, mean, I mean, 
I mean, it would be like it would probably be like food, or or a or like a um, Mercedes dealership. Well, yeah, but mine's Popeyes. I would yes. love to have a Popeyes nil deal, so I could eat Popeyes whenever I want it. If I'm a Mississippi State, can I have a restaurant Tyler nil deal mm-hmm. coupled with a two brothers deal? Since there two go. brothers is a Bulldog Initiative supporter, there you go. These are all great ideas. Sylvester Croom's burner account. Somehow I doubt that. The format of the college baseball playoffs is fantastic. It allows a slip-up and you can still progress. Indeed, a college World Series champion could lose four games in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on using that format for the basketball playoffs? I think the NCAA basketball tournament is absolutely perfect, and I would never touch it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, with, with baseball, it's kind of one of those deals where – you know, you you can have you can't just do single elimination. If you have right. one, if you have one bad day, your season's over. I don't like that for baseball. Right. Um, you know, in basketball, you can have one bad day too, but more often than not, you know, you're the, you get a pretty better good team. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's definitely more upsets in basketball than there is football, but the better team wins more often than basketball than that does in baseball on mm-hmm. a single day. Mm-hmm. So that's – I mean, you have three-game series on a weekend. you got to have double elimination. Right. So, I mean, I, that's I'm how, good that, with yeah. the current format. It models the season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with the current format with baseball. Nathan Kelly says, name an NBA, NFL, and MLB player who will be considered an all-time great but never won a championship in their respective, respective sport. Do you go Barkley or Malone for the NBA or Ewing? That's a good question. I think all those guys are in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else might be in there. Um, I'm Malone. I'm going to go the mailman. Yeah, it's got to be Malone, doesn't it? It's either Malone or Barkley. And he, when he like top, he's like top five in scoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but I mean, Barkley's right up there with him. Yeah. I think Barkley was. If you watch some of his old videos, he's great. He was unbelievable. All right, so I'm probably going. Yeah, I'm probably with you, Carl Malone in the NBA. All right. NFL's Dan Marino. Marino is is the choice there, 100. percent And in MLB, I think it's Barry Bonds. Got to be Barry Bonds. There I, you go. I mean, he, he's Griffey tarnished with the. One. You might go Griffey just to appease everybody because yeah, there's going to be the people that say he cheated or whatever. Yeah. But Barry Bonds was, was incredible before he was on steroids. Right. Exactly. He would have been a hall of famer, I think yeah. without steroids. I agree. That just I agree. changed what he was good at. I agree. Brogan Fairchild wants to know if you had to create a skating rink, greatest hits, what songs would be on it? I was ever much for the skating rink. Do you have a, an answer for this, this one? Well, you got to do something from the, 50s or no the 60s through the 80s i think you go like twist and shout does that need to be on yeah okay. a twist and shout a long cool woman in a black dress i've heard that's a that's that was a skating rink song yeah. back in the day yeah um 80s like some now. i think we're alone alone now maybe it's like tiffany. some some tiffany rock set um what Roxy. else could you go with um yeah, Roxette, we're Madonna. going to success. Madonna, we're, we're definitely going to have like a holiday. Material, material girl. Material girl would be good too, yeah. These are good. These are all good choices. And then there's some poppy songs in the 90s. It's got to be poppy. 
Oh, Poppy. We're, we're, in the nineties, we're going like in sync, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, like eighties, nineties is Poppy. Bye, 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 and uh, yeah. Uh, what's the sixties, seventies? You can go a little rock, rock and roll yeah. on those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you had to hold one Guinness World Record, what would it be? Longest? No, I'm just go, go. Just go ahead and go. You don't. You don't have an idea. If you could hold one Guinness World Record, right? Uh, I'm the world's. You know, never, nah, never mind. What the world's longest? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, world's richest man is that? Is that a record? I yeah, like the tallest man, the the strongest no, man. I don't want to be the tallest. I don't want to be like seven foot eight. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Strongest, strongest would be good. I could live with that. Smartest, yeah, something like that. Could be the um, genius, yeah. You could be the genius, or you could be Mark Henry. The genius, be throwing frisbees out with my wisdom on it. Uh, Jay and Baltimore rank these ninety trends, nineties trends from best to worst: acid wash jeans. Denim shorts, oversized flannels, sweater vests, and tie-dyed shirts. I uh, like the I like the oversized flannels. Oversized flannels are the best. That's the best one. I would. And sweater care. vests are not that bad either. Not bad. I would say the oversized flannels is last, and sweater vest is right above it. And I'd say okay. tie tie-dye shirts are probably third. Okay. And then acid wash jeans fourth. Acid, I think denim, denim shorts. Denim jeans. Yeah. Denim shorts. Yes. Exactly. All right. And Except, then, unless you're Gene Swindoll. Right. <laughs> what trend from the past do you want to see make a comeback? If we're going to do 90s trends with Gene, we'd have to add braided belts. <laughs> um, which one? Or, the, or those belts. Remember those belts where you like you have them like yeah. uh, monogrammed or whatever? Oh, have, God. Like, your yeah. Name I on them? I, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a braided belt as a kid. Remember, like, if it was too long, like, you had to, like, tie it underneath. Yeah, yeah. So, if I'm going to bring one back, it's oversized flannels. I I, I would not mind getting back into the grunge look. I loved Birkenstocks, which I think those have kind of come back. They have, yeah. Birkenstocks and uh, Wallabies. There you go. Andy Atkinson, the enforcer. I bought a beef package recently that includes a tri-tip. When looking for recipes, I saw a few videos on cooking tri-tip like a brisket. I can't help myself. I'm going to try it. What percentage chance do you give me to screw it up? I think cooking it that way, cooking it to like, you know, to like 200 degrees is much more foolproof than trying to cook it like a steak and trying to get that perfect medium rare on. Yeah. You'd be okay. Yeah. I I never cooked a tri-tip. So they're so good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I could, but I think that would probably be, you know, that just smoke it, mm-hmm. just let it, just just let it slowly smoke over yeah. time. And you, I mean, you should be fine. Yeah, I agree. It, like it's it's really not it's really like hard to screw up like a slow smoke if you're if you're keeping an eye on it. If you're keeping an eye on it now, if you the let things it go that you far, screw up is yeah yeah. But the things you really screw up are the, the things high that heat. Quit. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, if, you, steaks, if you have a steak on and pork. it's on 500 degrees and you sit it on there for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Steaks, chicken breasts is yes. easy to screw up. And like very pork, easy to screw up. Pork chops can be easy to screw up. You got you got to watch them. Yep. Andy Atkinson saw a video comparing football and soccer. The main point was about how boring soccer is because final scores will be 3-1, but an exciting football game can be 21-7, which is 3-1 with just extra made-up points. Where is the lie? That's my. I've been saying that for a long time. I, I always count a shot on goal. A shot on goal in soccer, the shot that's on target but gets saved, is a field goal. But it's there's no points. It doesn't matter. It, it's it's the same thing as getting driving. It does down. matter though. Now to me, in my mind, it's a field goal. But you can win a game with a made field goal. You can't well, win a game with a I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> um Perry Cafeteria. The cafeteria has become sentient and is now tweeting at us. What current or former pro does Tulu remind you of? I know he's smaller, but he reminds me of Corderell Patterson. Not at all. Not at all like Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson played running back in the NFL. Yeah, he's a little long. He's he's more long. Yeah. I mean, it, the answer to me is really. I think simple. it's just because he returns kicks and has dreads. Exactly. <laughs> but to me, the answer is sort of, it's it's Devin Hester because Could of his be. ability as a kick returner. Although Hester played defensive back, didn't he? Did he? I think so. I don't know. I don't remember what position he actually played. He was just a return man to me. Well, now I have to look it up. Now you got to look it up. He was a wide receiver. That's what I thought, yeah. For some reason, I thought he played defensive back. Maybe not. He he would have been a great corner, though. Don't tell me he wouldn't have been. No, no, you're wrong. Originally drafted as a cornerback. Okay, he played played DB at Miami then? Yeah. Okay, that's where I remember that from. Yes. He, but well, mostly in the he NFL, did a everything in Miami. He played. He did a little bit of everything. So. We just don't remember much of him outside of this. I mean, he was the one, right. he was probably the greatest kick returner of all time. Easily. Easily. All right. Uh, the Maroon Mike podcast. Rank these. Le- How many do we have here? One, two, three, four. All right. <laughs> Less thought of unknowns in Mississippi State history in terms of how big an impact they'd have made. Things have gone differently. The NBA stops drafting high school players one year earlier, forcing Monte Ellis to go to school at Mississippi State. Morgan Williams sent to the free throw line at the end of MSU Notre Dame. That's obviously going to be number Oof. one because you win the national championship. Unless so, they could have come down there and hit a hit a three at the well, buzzer. If she's into the free throw line. She's making both of those those free throws. And if, if it goes if it goes to overtime, they're still winning. Maybe. I think I think in the if they get to set up the free throws and Schaefer can can set his defense, they're not getting off a three. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Tyler Russell never gets hurt in 2013 and plays the entire year. Derrick Henry's fumble that was returned for a touchdown in 2014 is not overturned and ruled a touchdown for Alabama. And Jake Mangum never decommits from Alabama. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Morgan Williams got to be first. I, Jake Mangum's got to be second. I think you're right. I mean, that guy was instrumental to Mississippi State's three straight College World Series, even if he wasn't playing in that third one, I think. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, the all-time SEC hits leader. So right. that's probably second. The Henry fumble is is yeah. right there. I mean, that there. changes that turns that game around a little bit. And then you go. I mean, Tyler Russell never getting hurt. Dak, I think, is, might have overtaken him eventually. I really do you think, think so. Maybe. But even if he I don't does, know if he would have. If he, even if he doesn't, though, what what really changed? They went six and six. Well, I, mean, I, I guess it's well, no, the table. For you the say that, year, though. But, yeah. But the next year is what it did. It, yeah, it but, created. A we monster. might have still gotten Dak though, and just not have known anything about it until that first game. I don't think you would have because it took him a little bit to really, okay. you know, kind of gain steam. I think he needed that 2013 season to go. It's still. So I think fourth, that was pretty. That was pretty important. It's still fourth, though. and then Monte Ellis. I mean, you get one year out of Monte. I don't know. I just. I could argue that Tyler Russell should be third because the Derrick Henry thing doesn't matter if you don't have if okay. Dak. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. And, uh, and what happens to Tyler Russell that year? Is yeah. he does he become an NFL guy? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of interesting butterfly effect things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Holden Blake asked, "Would you go vegan for 1.5 million dollars? Like yes. for your whole life, you go vegan. You never eat meat again. Never eat any animal products ever again. Yeah, because I mean, you got to take away cake because it's yeah. got eggs in it, and like, like you can't go that. eat at any restaurant in Mississippi hardly. Well, you know, you can get, get a, a salad, salad yeah, but you can't have ranch, can you? Because it doesn't no. have eggs in it. It has eggs. It has it's dairy. Yeah. So what do you have? Like vinaigrette, vinaigrette, Italian dressing, something like that. It would suck, but I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Do you get? Does, is it just for like a year or? Do, do you get $1.5 million a year? That's the other thing. Is it just $1.5 million once? That's a, that's a long time to be miserable. That is a lot, but, I mean, golly. I don't know. I can find some things to eat. Yeah. $1.5 million solves a lot of issues. Yeah. All right. Let's move on into the rest of the rumblings. It's brought to you to our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who would be mortified at the thought of us going vegan. They don't want any part of that. Don't worry, guys. We're, we're, we're still here. Yeah. Did you? I don't know if you know this, but I've started eating plant-based meats. You did? Yeah, they are. They are all. They all come from meat processing plants. Oh well, uh, to me, that's the <laughs> way to go. Yes, they that's, probably you, you eat grass. Plant-based meat that sure counts. It counts. They, they probably eat grass. So, yeah. so you're getting a little bit of vegetable intake. I there. ate the thing that I ate was vegetarian. There you go. Be- oh, that's beautiful. So. You should keep it up, too. Eat some red meat. It's good for you, and it's delicious. Throw some steaks on the grill this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. As Robbie said a little bit earlier, it is a bulldog initiative supporting business. So the next time you're there and you're enjoying some great smoked wings or tacos or the prime rib sandwich, you know, hey, Some of this money is going to make it back to Mississippi State Athletes. That's going to make you feel good about what you're eating, but you feel good anyway because it's delicious. It's the best in town. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Long time, long time to be around, and you can only be around that long when you take care of your customers, when you give great customer service. The the, the name... The name says it all. The time they've been open says it all. They are going to take care of you at Advantage Business Systems. When you need technology and when you need service on your products, they are the ones to call. 
601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. It's still hot outside, in case you hadn't noticed. So that means you need to head over to Dolce and grab yourself a sweet treat, a milkshake, some gelato. Or you know what? If you're sitting there in the morning, grab some coffee, grab a bagel, grab a breakfast sandwich. All day long at Dolce, there's different stuff going on, but it's all great. It's all a great treat for you. Enjoy it. One of Starville's best-kept secrets for now. 509 University Drive. If you haven't already, you need to go check out Dolce. Couple of questions here from Jeffrey Chancellor. Is it safe to say that Mississippi State is the Alabama of irrigation troubleshooting? Do you foresee an irrigation troubleshooting dynasty in the future? Well, I mean, they've only won the one national title. They got to win more than one to be the Alabama, right? Yeah, there, there's, there's. I mean, it's great. It's, it should be celebrated. But guys, we got to keep our head down. Yeah, we got to look forward, not behind us. Mm-hmm. And see what happens from here. Yep. It's time to build. You, you can't right. just be happy with one That's national right. championship. We, we got some Georgia potential. We'll see it, but we in Alabama, we were ways from that. That's uh, right. You're you're what you're you're uh, two back from Georgia now. So yeah. let's let's see if we can catch up with Georgia first, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll start chasing the sixteen or whatever national championships Alabama's had. That's fake number. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Chandler, on Sports Talk Mississippi, Brian stated he refused to do the catfish tour in Oxford. I didn't refuse. I just said it wouldn't make any sense. It really would not make any sense. That got me wondering, is there anything you can think of that Oxford does better than Starkville or something you like more in Oxford than Starkville? It's such a a biased question, right? Because, I mean, I don't live in Oxford. You know, but I mean, that's not to say that Oxford is not a really cool town. They have good restaurants. Good bars, you know. When How many? So I, right now, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, mm-hmm. Oxford has a big bar mm-hmm. that state doesn't have in the library. Mm-hmm. Of relatively large space, yeah. You know, a lot of people. State doesn't have something like don't that. Have that right now. No. Outside of that, I mean, what what is what does Oxford have that Starville does not? I would say from having a, the square. In that area, all your bars and restaurants kind of concentrated into like one city block. Yeah, very, Something very state true. Doesn't really have, you know, you got way I mean, more you know, organized and easier to get around and all like that. From that's the cotton it. district down to where Restaurant Tyler and the guest room are, there's a lot of great options, but that's a long walk. Bar scene is much better at Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I will agree with you there. Yeah, food wise. I mean, just St- State's got just about every. I mean, Starkville's got just about everything. Well, no, notice I didn't say they have better restaurants. They have good restaurants, is what I said. Yeah, yeah, they, they have, have good more. Restaurants. They have more of them. Yeah, probably. they have more high end options. I would say, like yeah. Starkville, you have Restaurant Tyler, you have Prime Forty Four, maybe Taste. There's like six or seven restaurants like that in Oxford, but State, I think, has better casual options. Yeah. And then, there's just there's there's this misconception that you know these like this is like a mecca in Oxford and Oxford and Starbucks a dump. It's a college town. It's yeah. a good college town. This is all it is. Um, Darren asks, what animal could you fend off simply by glaring at it? Enjoy SEC Media Days next week, and he links an article that says the Undertaker protected his wife from a shark by simply glaring at it. I could I could easily scare off a cat. 
Cat, uh, some dogs. Some dogs. Dogs, dogs do not like eye contact. No. Um, I have scared off plenty of cat with eye contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, something of the like, you know, fox, maybe some smaller bobcats. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, in, you know, mostly domesticated animals, I would say. I got you. Okay. Or animals that can be domesticated. I, I'd, yeah. I'd say that. I mean, there's, we're talking about wild animals here pretty much. Maybe a deer. Maybe a deer. Yeah, maybe a deer. Deer, yeah. because a deer would see the person. Yeah. The, the deer do not like being around people. So it would see there's a person there and would jet. Jet off, yeah. All right. Andrew Norwood says, of the Mississippi State head coaches, what would their ring entrance be? Okay. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do the ring entrance music. I just, what, what do you, I, I don't know. Like almost everybody has like the, a unique one. It's made up for them. So I don't know. Well, we'll try some of the other ones here. Would they be heel or face? Okay. Arnett and Jans are both heels and Purcell and Lamonis are faces. Yes. Okay. We're in agreement. And who would be their closest WWE AEW talent on the current rosters? Also, as someone who worked for at Bama for a, a year, Brighton Stadium is overrated. So he agrees with you. All right. So I think Arnett is John Moxley. Yeah. Just deep, deep, loose yeah. cannon. Yeah. Loose cannon or or Stone Cold. Stone Cold would also work. I, I don't know who that is though. Yeah. Um, I can tell you who it is. I'm sure you could. Uh, for um, for Jans, I'm trying to think of, like somebody who's who's sort of no nonsense and trying to like, but and, and like, well, I mean, I, I I could go this way. They call him the dentist, right? Could he be Isaac Yankum DDS? Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> All right. Perce- other than that, there's no other. Yeah. comparison that he has to well, I mean, Dr. Britt Baker, she's a, she's a DMD. Um, Purcell, somebody who's like got a lot of, of pep. Jim Cornette. Would it would he been like a wouldn't he be like a manager? Oh, yeah, can you can't you see? He's like a hype man. Yeah, yeah. Can't you see Purcell in like a, a a you know a white suit with a blue shirt and pink tie? Yes, Just that's that's. That's why I think he's a Jim Cornette type. That's good. That's he good. might end up being a a, a a heel manager. Yeah, Lamonis is just Can so he walk around with a tennis racket. Lamonis is so low key. I'm trying to think of who would be a good wrestling uh, person for him. Somebody like Ole Anderson. You know, just so tell just you like, how Arn Anderson. Just tell you how it is. Matter of fact, Ole was a bad guy. That's good too. That's a good point though. Yeah. Arn was kind of bad too. They're but both he bad had, guys, uh, yeah. But I don't think he's Dusty Rhodes, though. You know? No, he's not. He doesn't have the charisma. No, I don't know. He, he, oh, Dean Malenko. I like it. They even look a little bit alike. He's he's very you know, just kind of stone faced. Yeah. No, he was he was Jewish. Oh, okay. That's all in the Mediterranean. It's all in the same area. Yeah. They're eating the same flatbreads. All right. <laughs> Bagels. Yeah. 
The Mangum Cafe, would you take three and two right now for the month of September? I think you absolutely would. Yes. Especially if I said, you know, you're going to lose to LSU in Alabama, but you beat South Carolina, you're on your way. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're three and two at that point, you're probably, I mean, you're talking you're about – I just – I mean, just skimming over – I mean, what Alabama's the last of that stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four, five, six, seven – you have a chance to win nine games. You do, you do, you and, and really, you could, really, you could make a case for ten. You I mean, could. you you could win all of those games. I don't think it would happen. Everything it's, else on the schedule is that worse a toss. They're all winnable games. Yeah, and I think the toughest remaining. I think the bet. I think the. I think the worst case out of that, if you're three and two, is eight. Yeah, I agree. Can you remind me what yeah, school had take a that party? Oh, well, can you remind me what school had a party for the Cam Akers and? I just wish Brandon Walker and I had recorded our phone call on that day. <laughs> literally, when laughed. literally seven and a half minutes of unchecked laughter. I, I want to say that me and me, I want to say me and you had a call or something too. We have had we had one like that. I, I, I was at, um, I was in Disney World. Yeah, and I was following that. Yeah, and I just remember I, I know I was texting you because you were just going off. I mean, it was one thing after another. You were like. Ben Garrett just said he's quitting recruiting forever. He's never covered recruiting again. That's true. Nancy had gone to the party there. And, like yeah. it was just, oh my God, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. It still is funny, just for the record. Uh, if just you had to fight Arnett down over that. Yeah. If you had to fight okay. Arnett, would you rather have access to a chair or a whiskey bottle? I'd rather have access to both if I've got to fight Arnett. I'm gonna go with a whiskey bottle. I'm gonna try to cut him. Yeah. So you you break the whiskey bottle over his head. Yeah. And then and then, then you, you have. Like, you, you you're gonna have to have something like a like a serious weapon. Yeah, a chair's not getting a it chair's done. not gonna. He's just that's just gonna bend that and piss him off. That's just gonna make him angry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at him uh, at media days next week. I was asked this question. What do you think the answer is? Uh let's see here. Ford Polk, rank these state players based on a fan base's hatred for them. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald and Texas A&M fans, Jake Mangum and Ole Miss fans, Tanner Allen and Ole Miss fans, Brent Rooker and Southern Miss fans, Bernardo Sidney and Mississippi State fans. Uh, <laughs> the last one's funny. Mangum is hated by the Ole Miss fans more than anybody. Yes. Um, and then probably... And he's a good guy. I, I think, but he just... Yeah. I think he's just A&M fans... pissed him off because he's, he's won so much. Yeah. I think A&M fans actually respect Fitzgerald. Yeah, I, I don't know how often they talk about him. Like, Whenever a state plays him, though, it's got to be like, God, I'm glad Nick Fitzgerald. It has to be like that. Yeah. You know who else should be on this list, by the way? John Bond and LSU fans. Yeah, 3 and 0. 4 and 0. Four. Oh, did he play? Did, did he play? They have a freshman? They didn't have a freshman team back then. Yeah, in 1980, he was a true freshman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's inc- I, the only guy that's 4 and 0 against LSU. Yeah. I can promise you that. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go like this Mangum. P.A., Rooker, Fitzgerald. I mean, Renardo Sidney. Just, I'm not going to put that up there. Uh, what In would, reality, it might be up It there. might be higher, yeah. What would Stone Cold's Twitter look like in 1999? I wouldn't know. I'd be blocked. <laughs> it's like I am right now because that thin-skinned rattlesnake. You should have never talked trash. 
1999, his Twitter would all be it would be all kayfabe. He would just be tweeting about I'm coming to Cincinnati, Ohio this week, and I'm gonna whip Triple H's ass. That's all it would be. Or it would just be it would just be like his abbreviations that he put on his vest. Yeah, DTA, BMF, BMF, it. or like he would just be like he would just tweet beer. Yeah, it, like no, like it would just drink be one like beer, beer, two beers, three like beers. It, every now and then he'd just like tweet what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Sean Brown, if NIL had been around in 2015, how much difference could state season have been with an NIL package for Josh Robinson and Bear Wilson to bring them both back? Well, first off, Bear Wilson played in 2015. Don't have to really worry about him. But Josh Robinson would have been helpful. Yeah, they were two different. Yeah. It was it was back-to-back years they had that happen. Yes. Um, You know, Josh Robinson on that team makes it – Maybe a ten-win team. Yeah, they they probably find a way to beat LSU. They yeah. won nine games, didn't they? Yeah, they probably find a way to beat LSU. Who else did they lose to? We I think we talked about this. They lost to. We did. We we had this conversation the other we day. Talked about twenty fifteen, the other team the other day. They lost the close one to LSU. They, they would have won that game. by Alabama. They lost the game to Texas A and M, where they turned the ball over a few times, and then they lost. They the lost Ole Miss. I you know they definitely beat LSU. It totally changes that season, man. I mean, it changes that A&M game. You, you can probably keep pace with them a little bit. You mm-hmm. beat LSU. That's a 10-win team easily. Yeah. Because I think you beat LSU. Yeah. That that was the one thing I feel like State didn't have. And I, like, I don't think they beat Alabama, but that's a much more competitive game. Because they, it was just Dak dropping back and everybody pinning their ears back. They couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't run the ball, yeah. They had nine sacks in that game. My favorite stat, one of my favorite stats of all time, and Dak probably doesn't like this stat, but this stat kills me. In 2015, State gave up 31 sacks, right? 16 of them were against Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah, man, it was so so rough. Ten games they, other, I'm sorry, the other 11 games they played, they only gave up 15 sacks. But Alabama had nine, and Ole Miss had seven. I got into an argument. I ever tell you about? I don't know if you know about this. I got into an argument on Twitter the week before the game, the Alabama game, with Dak's uncle. Yeah, I remember that. And he's, he's like, you should be saying we're going to win. you got to have faith. I'm like, I'm, I, my job is to tell people what I think. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they can block anybody. He's like, you're going to find out. And then I never heard from him again after the game. And then he was like, you know, then he said, like, you're not true maroon or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, like, buddy, you've, been a me, you've never fan. been a Mississippi State fan until Dak came along. That's yeah. That always bothers me. Like the people that like, you know, if a coaching staff or something gets mad at something like we say, like yeah. we're we were here way before you, be and we're going to be here too. way after you. When yeah. you leave, your allegiances change. We will continue to be here. Yeah, and that was the same thing for his uncle. Yep. Uh, let's see here, Brian McDuff with a great question. If you could cast any actor, past or present, in any TV show in history, what would your choice be? So, mm, I've never really thought text, about this. Our, well, in our group text, somebody had a great idea. Imagine, like, the first time that you saw Johnny Sack, it was it was Al Pacino, <laughs> or it was Robert De Niro, like yeah. Johnny Sack. You that would have been mind blowing, especially if they had set it up where like uh, Johnny Sack's coming from New York. Like, imagine if they had done that. Like, they oh, he's coming from Johnny Sack's coming, and they keep building up, building up, and then they open the door, and De Niro's standing there. People would have freaked. 
Yeah. So they really should have had some more of those old school yeah. gangster well, they, mob like, guys. Some of them they did. Like the guy who put you know, Phil Leotard, Paulie, uh, Big Pussy. All those guys were in a lot of mafia movies. They were all in good films. Yeah. They were all in good I was gonna say, I th- I think they I think the the casting on that was great. Yeah. So. But yeah, like I like it, it would be something like that. It would be it would be like a le- like legit One known legit actor. actor yeah. getting on a TV show. I'm trying to think like could could it, like I'm trying to think of like breaking bad. Like who could have like who could somebody else have been Mike? Yeah. Like so like who who could have been like a And when you guy? start when you start thinking about that stuff though, it's like it had to be that guy. Like, you know, like you can't imagine anybody else in roles like that. You know, like it's, it's tough for me to put somebody else in there because, and especially in like iconic shows. Yeah. yeah you, you don't want to take it away. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, at the moment, at that moment in time, it would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Kyle Wilson. Why do Mexican restaurants put to go food in a pie plate? And if you have leftovers in a styrofoam plate, they know you can't put the pie plate in the microwave. That's a good question. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. They they need to. They need to do that. They need to fix that. Uh, Alex Gibbs, what are y'all's thoughts on rooting for other teams in the SEC in games not involving MSU, particularly when it comes to winning championships? For example, when the College World Series was down to three teams, I was rooting for Wake Forest over Florida and LSU. Yeah, you and everybody else. That's exactly yeah. how you should have handled that. Alex is right on the money here. I've, I've never understood the whole cheering for the SEC thing. Mm-hmm. State state people cheering for Ole Miss last year. What what are you doing? Oh, that's, I, yeah. that's your direct competition. One minute. One minute. I mean, it's like in, in LSU, you do not want LSU to have another trophy in the case. Right. Do you want their fan base to be even more annoying? Yeah. Obnoxious? No. Florida, Florida is kind of the same thing. I mean, that like you're not you don't have to deal with their fan base or anything like that, but these are people that you're directly recruiting against on a day by day basis. These mm-hmm. these people being better is not good for you. Mm-hmm. I've never never understood that. Mm-hmm. Cheering for other SEC teams and national championships and things, it's it's not good. I agree. All right, our last three questions today come to us from our friend Rob Hadaway, who asked us to... Oh, you skipped a bunch. Did I? Did I? I'll tell you did. I skipped a bunch of mentions, but there's no questions in here. I do have a bunch of mentions oh, there, right now. There is one more, yeah. It says, what are states from uh, West Westy season? What are states' chances at Braden Montgomery? Finally in the portal, we can finally talk about it. I, it Brian was very skeptical. I was, but now... But now that he's in there, there's been so much smoke over the past month that you got to feel like somebody has a good idea of where it is. He's got do not contact on his uh, profile. So maybe he's he's already done. I don't know. But everybody's going to go after him, too. State's going to have to fight off everybody else. I've just been hearing way too much smoke about this from Mississippi State people. It's hard to imagine State not being directly in the mix. I agree. a lot of people that are around Madison Central's program mm-hmm. that know Braden well, I've talked to two or three of those people. 
they all believe that state has a good shot. So to me, it's, it's a must have. I, I, I know some people disagree with that, but it's a must have for me because he's a potential likely first round pick mm-hmm. that makes your lineup one of the most dangerous in the country. Mm-hmm. And there's also a potential that he can pitch. I mean, there's not many players in the portal like that. And I'm not saying he's a Paul Skeens get from Mississippi State that's going to lead to, you know, win a week. Mm-hmm. But he's that he's that kind of guy and that he's a difference maker. And State needs difference makers. Yeah. All right. Now, Rob Hadaway. So, this goes back to something here for a few weeks ago. So, I follow No Context Ric Flair. They tweet a picture, a video of Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, and Flair's giving you the like it or don't like it speech, right? And I just tweeted, this is what me and Richard are going to say to everybody at SEC Media Days. So then Chuck Dunlap, who works for the SEC, says, please note that shirts are required at all Media Day events. And I because double A's rocking no shirts and sunglasses. I love it. <laughs> Dad bod in full effect. So then I say, I've got just the one, and it's double A in a four horseman shirt giving you the four horsemen sign, and he says, I am assuming the hand sign signifies how many consecutive national championships the SEC has now won in football and baseball. Just four in a row. So that leads us to Rob Hadaway's question, which is, please correlate each of the last four baseball national champions with members of the four horsemen. Okay. Vanderbilt is Flair. So original four horsemen. I'll, I'll get to Tully, that. Tully, Flair. No, 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 no. Just, just let, let me go. Just let me cook here for a second, all right? Okay. Okay. So, so Flair is Vanderbilt, right? They're the Rolls Royce. They're the cream of the crop. They're going to be there every year. I know they had a rough year. They've had a rough couple of years these past years with their recruiting and, and the MLB draft, but it's still there. They have two national titles. They they are they're the number one. State is Arn Anderson. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not correct. LSU is Arn Anderson. They're the enforcer. All right. They're the ones who'll drag you out back and beat you to death with a baseball bat. That's that's LSU. They're double A. All right. They got some money too, though. They do have some money. Well, double A had money. He was rocking hundred dollar sunglasses and 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 you know driving around in sports cars. Yeah, but but you know he wasn't getting paid by Our Lady of the Lake or whatever. Now he put people in the hospital. He didn't take money from them. <laughs> All right. Let's just stay with me here. Barry Wyndham is who we're going to go for Mississippi State. We're not going to do Ole Anderson. So Barry Windham is 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 that guy, right? He he's the the most technically sound guy, the most talented year in year out. But was Barry Windham if he was a world champion, you you barely remember it, right? Yeah. But he was. But everybody knew how great he was. Has a good pedigree. Yeah. Family. The traditions yes. there. Tradition. Yeah. Yep. And last, Ole Miss is Paul Roma. <laughs> Had no business being a horseman. Much as Ole Miss had no business being a national champion. He's riding the coattails. Should they not have even been in the tournament? I thought about going with. I thought about going state with Double A, and LSU was Pillman, the loose cannon. <laughs> All right. Um, You're gonna put Mongo McMichael in there somewhere? No, God, no. Yeah, that could have been Ole Miss too. Rest his soul. Yeah. Is he? Did he die? Is he already gone? I think he did. I think yeah, I think, I think he's still kicking, but I think it's he's just barely hanging on. I could be wrong, though. I don't think so, man. Well, I, th- you know I think what? he passed. You know what? If only we had a device. Steve McMichael. 
still 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 alive. He's still alive. Still alive. He's Man. not doing well. He's not doing well, but he he is still alive. Well, good for him. Yeah, let's let's keep him let's let's keep him in our prayers. All right, from Rob, who thought the gas station chain called Come and Go was a great idea? <laughs> Can also be a genius, out, actually. If you've never seen one, it's spelled K U M. I mean that. Is, oh. Yeah, makes me think of makes me think of the 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 uh, the trip to uh, Omaha. Yes, <laughs> yes, I remember greatly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mark actually is actually is genius like you yeah. make something you make something provocative people want to stop there they take pictures it. they remember yeah. it yeah yeah it's smart last one from rob the documentary the documentary the water boy was really the documentary <laughs> was released in fall of 98 and showed the sclsu mud dogs defeating the iowa hawkeyes did Bobby Boucher get Hayden Fry fired? Hayden Fry fired. Almost. There you go. Yeah, and start Kirk Ferentz's reign of single-digit offensive victories. It was the loss to the the Mud Dogs. They were like, we can't have this anymore, Hayden Fry. You got to go. Yeah. You see that water boy out there? Yeah, because that was uh, that was that that wasn't that filmed in South Carolina or was something. It? The program was filmed filmed in South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, that gotcha. had Mississippi State in it, and Iowa. Yes, I think about it. Mississippi State wearing the the interlocking, interlocking MSU. That's really like the MSJ, the old Pope Puffy. The one was a, they had like didn't they have like gray on their uniforms yeah. or something? I never, I never liked Locke as our quarterback. I thought he was, I thought he was not a good quarterback. So, you know, I never knew your mother. I thought that was great stuff. All right, that's all for this week. Tomorrow's show, um, we'll talk some football. We got an opponent preview tomorrow. I'm talking with John Neighbors of 1037 The Buzz. He's going to preview the Arkansas Razorbacks for us, who I I hear have had some of their fans have had some things to say about Mississippi State in the last 24 hours. So maybe we'll talk about that. I don't know. Uh, but that's on tomorrow's show, along with a few other things uh, as we keep getting closer to SEC media days. Uh, so looking forward to bringing that to you tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.